Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 130 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. This week we're going to speak with the man of the moment from uh, last Saturday night at Shelburne Park. Uh, fabulous success uh, for Bally Himmican Rex in the um, feature final there at Shelburne Park, of course, uh, putting on a, a stunning performance uh, to win there in great style at big odds. 16 to 1 outsider on the uh, betting ring there. Bally Himmican Rex winning the Shelburne Champion 550 final. 7,500 euro first prize uh, for Billy and John Dunn down there in the uh, um, Ladies Bridge, Gary Vaux, Banamakota area there. Um, a big win for these Cork outfits. And uh, we're going to say hello to uh, Billy Dunn now, who kindly joins us on the podcast. So, firstly, Billy, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast and congratulations on that fantastic success on Saturday night. Cheers, Barry. Thanks, William, for having me on. Yeah, yeah. look, it was fairly, fairly tail stuff, to be honest. Uh, yeah, look, we're going, we're going to the final with no pressure on, 16 to 1 outsider, and look. For myself, really, I'm only in dogs five or six years, and to even get to the final and, and to be the only owner train trainer in in the final, it was was an achievement in itself. And look, he did it all right on the night, and and look, I don't mind the the pot was lovely and all, but it's just the winning feeling is just it's incredible, really. And to be honest, he's a dog. He's actually the only dog in the litter, or sorry, in the kennel at the moment that I've racing all the rest are only pups. So he was kind of a dog I had at home just to to keep me active, Joe, that kind of way, because I, I do love going racing. And no, look, he, he, he did it all right, right in the night and I, we were absolutely delighted over the moon. Yeah, he sure did. And of course, look, yourself and your dad, John, and, you know, all your family, you've had some, you know, big nights in the past um, at Shelburne Park, you know, in, in, in big major competitions. But I suppose um, extra sweet, I suppose, to have the dog at home and, and go along and, and produce him to win the big prize yourselves. Yeah, it's unreal, really, to, to, to breed him and rear him and, and get him schooled up, down in y'all, and to, to see where he is now, like, to be honest, it, it kind of brought back flash flashbacks to small because the way he ran Saturday night really reminded me of his father, Jeff. Like the, he didn't he didn't kind of break, but he, he showed electric pace to the bend, and 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 Jeff was kind of all about that as well. He showed he showed real good early up to the bend, and look, to be honest, in that kind of a, a final, like he, he he needed to he needed to to lead. and look, he he just had he just had that small bit to spare over Ben Teddy coming to the line. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I was I was in the middle of the track and and I was with Emma Buckley and and to be honest, we we hadn't a clue did I hold on or did Ben Teddy get up? But when they called out the number, geez, I I was delighted. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, look, obviously he was sent off at a sixteen to one chance, but I know you know lots of people were giving him a chance. Even I think in you know Ian Fortune's piece probably on the date, um, saying that you know he was kind of well overpriced and stuff like that. Because in truth, um, he had you know tough draws the previous week out in five and six, but you know back closer to the fence, it just gave him that chance of of winning the all important early lead. Yeah, to be honest, I I actually put a middle seat on him for the first round, and he he. To be honest, the way he ran in the final, he looked he looks a real railer. Like to be honest, because in the first round, in the first round he ran fierce well, and I what kind of made me change the decision was the last bend. He he, GT was glued to the rail coming around the last bend in the first round, 
So I actually changed I changed the seed. I went up to the managers and I asked them to, to put an inside seed on him and there was no hassle. And he actually got drawn five in the semi-final, but he, all I wanted was to just qualify away for the final. And to be honest, the, the, when the draw was being made, um, Ken was, was was making the draw and, and sure, I'd be friendly enough with Ken in fairness. And, and uh, sure, I was messing with him, giving me a trap one there, just like Ireland, to be honest. And to be honest, when I seen him in trap three, I wanted to kind of trap three or four down the middle because, to be honest, he 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 does he does kind of break a lot better down the middle. And uh, when I seen trap three, I was like, and I seen the draw, I was like, um, look, there was a bit of there was a bit of early in two and four. And to be honest, look, I said if if I cleared the two insides, I'd have a mighty chance going around in front. And look, to be honest, with we we he kind of broke fierce. He, he he didn't break fierce well, but he he showed that electric toe to the bend, and he he rode a bumper two going to the bend. But he's a dog like that. He he he's uh there's there's no he he he'll really drive the bend or all that kind of way. And when he got out in front, I was kind of in the middle of the track myself. I was I was kind of talking to myself, stay going, stay going, stay going. And to be honest, I when he when he hit the front, I was like, geez, he he'll, he'll surely win now because he is a strong runner. To be honest. Uh, the, the, the whole litter are strong runners, uh, being like their father. But I, 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 did, I was a bit hesitant when I seen Ben Teddy coming because I knew, geez, that he'd stay for and that lad. And in, in his last two rounds, he was coming from behind. And look, thank God he just held on. And we, I couldn't believe it to be honest. I say, I, to be honest, it still hasn't sunk in really. And look, geez, we'll, we'll save it. And uh, I actually, I, I heard after that, the, see, the father couldn't go and he was down in Corrigan. And because uh, he was at he was at a christening, but the, he was in the, at a christening in Colligan. He went in then to Corheen to see the race, uh, and I heard he was doing he was doing almighty celebrating. But sure, look, that's the way he is. Yeah, it was fabulous. <laughs> I think he, I think he was doing handstands at one at, at yeah. one time. Yeah, because geez, any time we're in a big race and he'd be with me, I'd always tell him don't shout. I always I hate I hate when he starts shouting because I. I'd be totally against it because anything could happen in dog racing. Well, don't shout till don't shout till they're across the line, anyway. Yeah, Jesus, stop, yeah, but but I heard when I heard the stories down there, geez, he was down his knees and shouting, and he didn't know it was the dog up or all because the the result was coming up a bit slower on the on the the TV, and he was getting anxious and everything, and he and he rang me actually when I was on the track, and I told him we 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 were after winning. Jesus Christ, the the, the shouting down the phone was unreal altogether. Yeah, and of excited, but sure, look, it's, it's great when you're when you enjoy them kind of wins like that, you know. Yeah, look, that's what makes it. That's what ground racing is all about. And of course, look, you, you touched on there, Dan. There, so obviously he's very passionate. But just you know, give us, a, I suppose, you know, maybe a brief description how, of how you got involved in the sport. Obviously, look, uh, big J family. You've you've tasted some great success with the Feather O'Neill Hurling Club over the course of the last couple of years. And you know, what what you, what were your uh, Feather's thoughts? I suppose when when you started talking about maybe getting a few grounds because obviously he's so passionate. To know, but just take us back to the very start. Yeah, right. Uh, back to the very start, and it more happened by chance than anything, really, because playing GA and stuff like. Or I got, I actually got injured. I did my uh, cruciate, and I was on crutches and stuff like that. But Pat Maloney always came down years and years. Always came down because we're making we're making cows at home, and he used to always come down for uh, dro- uh, dropping milk for his dogs, and. Um, it just happened that Sonic was running that year, I think, and he was after he was after getting to the to the, the Derby final. So I was actually after my surgery and I was on crutches at that time and 
we said, sure, look, I, I wasn't, I was free enough. I wasn't playing GA and stuff like that. And I said, I said to the father, geez, why don't we go up and we'll, uh, we go to the Derby final. And look, that, that night on, I got, I got hooked on, on, on Greyhounds and, and uh, we got onto Pat anyway. And we asked Pat, would he, would he sell us the dog, my bitch? And, uh, in fairness, he he said there's a litter there of Gary, Gary Volbucci, they're droopy shits. And to be honest, look, I knew nothing about breeding. I just said, look, I'll I take a dog my bitch, and I picked out a dog my bitch. And luckily, <laughs> my, first, my first dog was actually that was Ballyhimmick and Jason Sherlock. It took off from there. Then we we built dog runs, and look, we were lucky enough we had the land because we we're milking cows as well. And we put up dog runs, and about three or four years ago we built a, a big massive kennels there it was like in fairness it's unreal it's like a board and kennels and there's five kennels in it and there's a hole in the wall in it and I can leave them in and out whenever they want and they've, they've plenty of freedom plenty of space uh, I leave the back of the kennels open if they want to come back into the kennels because they can lie out in the grass and stuff so look the, the set up here now in the last couple of years is really after taking off you know like but sure look what as they say what you put into the greyhounds is what you get out of the greyhounds and look we're after pumping in a, a good bit of money into them and stuff like that but it's not all about the money it's a great hobby away from say milking cows and play, playing GA you know because um, I'm actually to be, to be, when, when, I, when I played the GA uh, Pam he calls me the belly himmican just you know because really after taking off and the, the, everyone knows I've dogs and this and that you know that kind of way yeah look it's it's a fantastic story really um, you know how it all happened and you know to taste the, the success and you know as you said look I know it's not all about the money but you have invested in you know top class facilities and top class breeding as well um, just in terms of Ballyhimmick and Jet he's been a much talked about sire um, over the course of the last uh, couple of months doing extremely well at stud and you know the, the whispers are getting stronger and stronger now as the weeks go on and he really is producing some really high class trackers yeah look to be honest it, it, well it happened by choice really because Jet himself when he was racing the derby he got knocked out in the second or third round I think and we were a bit disappointed because we knew we, we had a right chance in the derby but when he went into the derby at Clay he was he, he really turned into himself he was doing 29.35 or something up in Shelburne for the 550 which is unreal and in the semi-final of the derby plate he was actually leading at the first bend when he got a little tip and he he actually he ended up getting badly injured, and luckily enough, we we saved we saved his leg out because he actually broke it. To be honest, he broke the hock, so we took him home and we we he was in a cast and stuff like that. And we looked after him and we said, Do you know what? He was such a fast dog. We said, look, we'll we'll get a bitch or two and we'll see what the litter turn out turn out like. And luckily enough, I got onto Derek Shaw, and first to Derek, he was sound out. Look, it was fierce easy to deal with. I just said. Derek, have you a, a brew bitch there? I don't care what she's by or, or or what, you know. I said, look, I'd love to have pups out of Jeff and see what they'd turn out like. And he said, look, there's plenty of poppies there now. And he said, she was after, throw, she, I, I was actually after buying a, a pup out of her in the litter before, good news. And he was actually very fast only. He, he got injured and he injured his stopper bone, so I had to rehome him after that. And I said, look, they're, they're obviously going to be some bit pacey like after after a good news run. So I said, I take a chance. And we had the litter of pups. We, geez, I don't know, was it two dogs? And I actually don't know how many bitches. It was five or six or seven bitches, I think. And Derek, in fairness, said, look, he said, give me give me a couple of bitches back after 
when she when she pops and I gave him I gave him three bitches. And that was it then. And Kennedy's actually I, I'm actually going out with Maria Kennedy, John Kennedy's daughter, and they had a, a bitch there as well. She came and sees, and it was her first time having pups. Huge dream. So she had she had a litter of pups as well. And then they turn out very good as well. There's there's two um two of them are the boys' sport, and two of them are actually supposed to be running the English Derby next week. But I t- I just seen there yesterday boys' sport Fick got uh he was withdrawn. I think he's a small legal. But the the litter the two litters to be honest they they, they just turned out incredible to be honest because I have Rex there he's after winning I had Chelems Romana she won in the the bitch deck in Newbridge yeah previously have, previously Bally Himmick and look she looks um, you know really yeah. classy sort as well winning that final there in, in 2849 it's always a high class event yeah look I I got her out in the final <laughs> thank god so look I have a little routine going for finals and they they, they they seem to be they seem, seem to be working so I won't I won't change it at all um, she's actually gone to Peter Cohen as well and then I have Leo he's with Graham Holland he he tried over in Torster last week and he's actually running in the very last heat on Saturday so hopefully look he'll, hopefully he'll qualify away and then the bitch I saw out of all Valley Hamilton Mill she she won a race in y'all and I sold her after to to Barry he's over she's over with Barry Dimby at the moment. Paul Burton bought, bought her off me. And in fairness to him he'd be texting me the whole time how she's getting on and that and she's actually in the Derby as well. So look, it is great out of my litter there's four in it and then out of the Kennedy's litter there was going to be two or there was two in my litter and there was going to be two in, in Kennedy's litter, you know. So for what he's thrown it's quite incredible to be honest like I look and to be honest I, I, I always be hoping I, I always say I hope he's the next group he's Sydney but I, I tell you it'll take a, a good dog to to do, do the likes of what Troopy Sydney has done but look he's off to a great start and the bitches he's after getting are just unreal and to be honest I'm after hearing there the last few few days here that Pelly McPetty's in pop to him as well so look Joe all them signs are fierce good and Kennedy's brought JT Sahara, who was nominated for Blue Bitch of the Year, she'd six she'd six pups to him. And then Billy's Diva there, she was she's only about four or five weeks, she's in pup as well to him. So look, they're the kind of they're the kind of bitches you need to 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 start them off, you know, that kind of way. So hopefully they'll they'll throw one or two good ones and he'll he will he will take off, you know. Yeah, exciting times ahead and just remind our listeners how, how they go about um getting his services. Oh yeah, the the I have the dog at home and the, the bitches can either can get on to me and I can book them in and they get tested and mated up in um, New Parkwood and look we have, a, we have a good relationship up there the the strike rate is very good um, he's after mate and I'd say it's a 50 or 60 bitches already you know he's really after taking off he's after taking off since the bitch won in Newbridge you know people like to see them kind of dogs coming over and winning big stakes and stuff like that so hopefully look after Saturday night he might take off again but he is he's very busy at the moment which is which is a great excuse you know yeah it sure is look absolutely fantastic and before we finish up Billy um, I know it's you know you really kind of I suppose concentrated on, on breeding and trying to get you know real good bitches into your kennels um, over the course of the last uh, couple of years so I'm sure you have a lot to look forward to going forward yeah would you believe that um, Rex's sister there um, good poppy she never actually made the track she actually got injured galloping, and she she looked the real deal now. To be honest, because 
when I was galloping her I always had her a length or two behind the dogs and she'd always pick him up coming to the top of the gallop and I knew this lady could run like so Jess I was gutted when she got injured but I we we I kept her, her especially for breeding like you know it says something when I didn't keep the challenge bitch or the the bitch that I sold to England I just said I'd keep this one now for breeding because I knew the litter were very good and she's unraced and it says they throw them better when they're fresh so she's actually due soon to good news but they're, they're a fierce, exciting litter to, to look forward to. And I have good Cody pups there. They're, uh, they're five or six weeks old. They're a lovely litter. Jeez, I three dogs and I three dogs and five bitches. They're, they're fierce, nice litter now. They're, he, throws, he throws lovely colour. There's white and black and white and blue and blues and black. You know, it's nice when you get a litter that would be all different colours. And, you know, instead of just having black dogs the whole time, you know, it's nice to have a bit of colour around the place. I have uh, the Kilmacdona bitch. I went for her to come in season. I have Bally Himmick and Pip as well. She has a litter of Bally Mac Bulgers. I kept a dog in a bitch and I sold, I sold six or seven bitches out of her. And they're eight or nine months. And to be honest, they look unreal. They look fair, fair nice now, I tell you. You know, you know, you kind of know when they look, they look good. You know, you'd be always hopeful that, that they turn out good. You know, that kind of, especially the mother being so well. And she was with Graham Holland as well, and there was actually fierce demand for when I had pup. I could have sold two litters out of it, you know that kind of way. So look, I I kind of go down the breeding line instead of buying pups, and because you get you get more of a kick out of them when you actually welt down the mother, look after the pups, feed the mother so well while she's having the pups, and you just leave them out and rear them, and you know it's it's just a fierce kick out of it you know that kind of way and look when you when you breed a winners like like I have luckily luckily enough to know the last year it's just it's just fairy fairy tale stuff you know that is yeah it sure is absolutely fantastic and finally before we, we finish up we have to talk or give a mention to the GA as I said you've enjoyed you've been a big part of the uh, Classy Federal O'Neill's team over the course of the last um, couple of years you've done extremely well and tell us um, how are you feeling ahead of the, the, the new championship season and, and what are your expectations this season yeah look we're actually we're going we're going well at the moment the league is actually standing fierce well to us we're, um, we're actually coming second in the league the top division O League hurling in um, in Cork, and we actually we we played Charnville are in our group, Douglas are in our group, and Aaron's owner in our group, and we actually we drew with Charnville in the league, and we we bet Douglas there last week. So look, you know we're, we are going well, and we're we're and, second in the league now. And, and just re- just remind us of your progress because you've come up a couple of grades over the course of the last couple of years into the top tier of of, of Cork GA, which is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it's unreal, really. And um, we were out of luck, really, the last two years, two or three years. We're after getting to the county finals the last couple of years, and we were getting bet in the county finals and stuff like that. But geez, we're we're really after coming up from in from junior from winning the junior All Ireland to, to winning intermediates and Premier Intermediates we really have taken off I was lucky enough my age group we were we just had an outstanding group of players we there was there was definitely 12 or 13 of us on the age which which is an awful help for that but the, our group we were always top grade under age and we, we came up through the ranks and we were winning counties top grades and we won the year the years before we won, we went up to to senior. We won the under twenty one county final, beating Middleton now in the county final. Which you know Middleton have a, a serious pick of players, and to be beating the the, the the likes of them them teams was 
was was kind of more of a statement than anything, saying that we were we were kind of the the coming team. And luckily enough, we held on to everyone. You know, being out in the countryside is is a lot more easier. There's no soccer or rugby, you know, that kind of way that other lads could get dragged into. But we were lucky enough, lads, stuck with the J, and we we the, where we are now is because of all these players coming through. And look, it's our first year up, top top senior, and we'll give it a good belt. I, to be honest, I, I'm feeling good about us this year. We're we're in, we're in a great state of mind and. Hopefully we'll 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 give it a good rattle. Look to be a lot tougher than the last couple of years because we're we're meeting all these top teams. But fingers crossed we'll go well. And I mentioned to the my mother as well. She she does all the cooking. She's the the week of the the final in in Shelburne. She's we were cooking chicken fillets and and beef casserole and everything for the dogs. You know. So she 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 she'd only kill me if I didn't give her a mention of all the cooking. And stuff uh, like fair, that. fair play, an, impor- an important piece of the operation. Oh Jesus, stop! Yeah. So look, no look, this is great, and hopefully we'll we'll con- continue the success. But sure, look, we'll we'll see what the what the future holds. Yeah, I'm sure you will with all them um, top class uh, bitches in your in your care in the in the breeding paddocks. Billy, look, it was great to catch up with you. Um, wishing you continued success in, in both the um, greyhound racing and the GA scene. Uh, we'll certainly be following your your pro- progress and. Um, see how you get on over the, the coming months it's always great to catch up with you and well done on that famous success once again in Shelburne Park on Saturday night Cheers Barry thanks million and look to you as well like, to be honest all these podcasts are unreal look a lot of lads be listening to it and look it's really promoting the game of Greyhound Racing so look to like to you and everyone else promoting the game look that's what you need and you need all these young people in the game as well just to, to keep it going you know? so thanks million to you and, and all these interviews I'll be listening to them every weekend and and look, they're a great listen to see what everyone else is doing with their dogs and trying to get a tip or two off and you know that kind of way. So, cheers and thanks a million for, for the, the call, Barry. Now we're going to say hello to a big, young Greyhound supporter down in Cline in East Cork and that, of course, is um, Daniel Cronin. So we're going to welcome uh, Daniel to the podcast. And um, as I said, Daniel, uh, thanks a million for joining us on uh, this week's edition. No bother, Barry. Thanks for having me. And um, as I said to our listeners, I suppose um, there at the start, of course, you're from Klein in East Cork. Your your dad, Killian, uh, Killian Cronin, another great supporter of Greyhound Racing, of course, and uh, a big GA man as well. He enjoyed some great success on the field over the years. Yeah, definitely, Barry. Just being into the GA and kind of got into the dogs then growing up and when he was always had a dog around the place and that stuff, a lot of interest. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, I suppose that's where you got the love first for for the sport, and uh, I'm sure it's been you know growing and, and growing over the course of the last couple of years as you got as you've got a bit older. Yeah, definitely. Look, always growing up, I always had a few dogs around the place, and was originally from Klein, but moved down by down by y'all down to where my my mother's from. So we was always been in and around the the y'all track, and always had a few dogs running around there schooling and. Just always involved in that, really, from from young age, I can remember. Yeah, very good. And, of course, look, there's been, I suppose, some really fast trackers um, that you've been associated with over the course of the last couple of years. And, of course, um, you know, you're, you're talented greyhounds at home, but you've built up, I suppose, a, a great association with trainer Robert Gleeson, and um, you've enjoyed some great nights in the sport. Yeah, definitely, look, we've... Um Kind of when we first went about getting some some top class grounds, we we got in touch with Robbie, and ever since he's been very good to us. We've had um we've had good nights in Shelburne Park with Lemon Ozzy, 
one and either the stars up there first and a couple of other fast dogs like Droopy's Fittest and Droopy Soldier there so and of course Droopy's Gravy was probably quarter finals for us so we've had um we've had good luck with Robbie, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Look, you've you know been part of that um, yourself, your your dad, and you know other people involved. As you said, you you you've tasted, I suppose, you know a, a bit of everything in in the sport. You know, winning races at your local track and y'all, but you know competing at the, the very highest level. As you said, quarter finalist um, in the Irish Greyhound Derby, other fast dogs there, and I suppose the the big win back uh, a couple of years ago on that night of stars must have been a, a real, I suppose, sweet occasion for all involved. Yeah, look, that was um. That was a nice, definitely to remember, Barry, and it was kind of from that night on. I kind of got serious about getting a few dogs myself and learning how to, to look after them and train them, I suppose. When, from that night on is when I really kind of really got the bug for, for having my own dog, you know. Yeah, very good. And, of course, look, we, we touched on, you know, Robert Gleeson there, um, a seriously a talented trainer. Yeah, look, Robbie, Robbie's success speaks from himself. Look, a derby-winning trainer and... Laurel's finest last year and you know nearly there at the business end of all the big competitions so yeah couldn't ask for anyone better now yeah very good and um, I suppose back to your your own dogs um, you know obviously I, I know you're busy with work um, as well and you know keeping keeping all the dogs going at, at home uh, you're, you're, you're a man that's on the go all the time but it's obviously something you love doing yeah look to be honest with you if it wasn't for the help of, of my father really Barry I'd be, I wouldn't be at much look he's even learning off him there, since I got my dogs, as I said, he's he's involved in it nearly his whole life. So if it wasn't for him, really, I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have anything, you know. Yeah, and of course, look, there's been some fantastic um, success there in recent times. Certainly, a, a kennel that's you know red hot um, at the moment. Plenty of winners, um, I suppose. Firstly, we might just give a mention to uh, the little rocket who um, always brings a crowd to, to the old Greyhound Stadium which is always great to see he's owned by the uh, BYK syndicate he's a very promising um, youngster a July puppy most impressive two runs ago when, when winning 20, in 29-14 that was a fair run and of course um, he's, he's won three times so I'm sure yourself and you know all involved in him are, are, are getting a great enjoyment out of him Yeah look he's um, he's a dog that we kind of bought between three or four of us there a couple of my buddies came to me when they saw when they saw the enjoyment out of the game and that and came to me looking for a dog and we set up the syndicate and look luckily they got lucky, they got a nice dog. He won as you said he's actually winning three races so far and he's still only an October pup, so hopefully there's plenty more to come for the summer. But it was good it was good to get um new people involved in the sport as well, Barry, you know. Yeah, without a doubt, and uh, obviously, look, I know one or two of the lads as well, and you know they're they're getting you know fantastic uh, nights out, and you know they're always you know looking forward when it comes to the end of the week to see if the card is up, to see if the dog is going during the week, and as I said, bringing an added crowd to the track. Syndicates are you know a great way of getting involved in the sport. Yeah, look, and cause, uh, the lads are very good as well. They they understand that it's not going to go your way every night as well, Barry. And look, when when they're involved, they're they're bringing a crowd with them as well, and. That's more people than might take an interest in the sport, you know. So it's good just to try and try and keep new faces coming in to keep the game going. Without a doubt, um, you know, I suppose other dogs, um, you know, in your care, Clune Rapid has been a, you know, I suppose a, a high-profile dog. He's competed well in big events, you know, big races at Shelburne Park. But he's really returned to top form in Curraheen Park over the course of the last month or two, and he's delivered some high-class performances when winning at the, you know, towards the very high highest level, um, winning there in A One Company and you know running well in A O as well. And A O the last time he's a he's a fair animal. 
Yeah, look, we've um, got very lucky with them now. Barry picked them up during the, the lockdown there. It was one of the, probably one of the first dogs I got in, and we um, we had a bit of a bump in the road with him in Clamwell in a in a stake. He got um, turned over to Ben, but luckily it, t- it took him a while, but he, got, he seems to be coming back to farm now, and we've enjoyed a few nights in Shelburne with him even there. He was, I think he was placed, he was third in Derby final night in a race up there, so look, he's definitely a talented dog, but yeah, um, we've had some good nights out with him, yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, another recent winner as well, posting a, a real uh, classy um, performance was Clue and Creed, who, who's another really bright prospect. Things didn't go his way last time, but you know he's better judged on that great performance when he got the better of Rural Bocco there in Corrigan Park, posting twenty eight fifty one. That was a big run. Yeah, look, he's a he's a very certain dog as well, Barry. I just feel that he he's still a bit green, you know. So hopefully there'll be um there'll be a lot more to come from him for the summer, and we might pick up another few few wins of them over the summer yeah of course look the, the last couple of dogs there look we, we mentioned of course you're dealing with kind of A2 um, AO AO these dogs are hard to, to come about um, Daniel yeah look as I said Barry we've been very lucky there my um, myself my uncle Emmett there and my younger cousin Tom we kind of we kind of take a share in the dogs between us ourselves and work it out that way and we've been very lucky since we got involved with them that we've had um, good quality greyhounds you know there's even there, we've um, a young pup at the moment that's running around y'all. Toon Rafa, he looks um, he looks very exciting. He won, won in his second race by, by 10 lengths, clocking a two times. So look, hopefully there's a bit more to come from him as well. Very good. So it sounds like there's a lot to look forward to in the coming months, Daniel. Yeah, hopefully, Barry. Look, as I said, we've been we've been very fortunate since we've gotten involved in the game that we've, we've gotten good quality greyhounds in. So hopefully now that may continue. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And um, look, obviously you're you're kept very busy at the moment. You're down in Tralee at the, at the moment. Tell us what are you getting up to? Yeah, just I'm um, I'm away there for six months in Tralee. So in fourth, um, I'm doing electrical apprenticeship. So Killian is um Killian is keeping the the ship afloat during the week till I get home from the weekend. So. Yeah. Fair play. It obviously works very well, and you know, as I said earlier on, um, you know, your your dad Killian, a fantastic supporter, you know, of greyhound racing. He's done great work as well for for the old track over the years, and you know, a passionate GA man as well. And he was a, a very tough man in the field. He's some great days in the in the world of GA as well. He's after teaching me everything I know, really, Barry. You know. Yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. One of the, the the great guys in in our in our great sport. And uh, moving forward, Daniel, uh, I suppose from speaking to you, it's obvious it's obvious you're you're very passionate, and I, I'm sure you see yourself involved in this uh, great sport for many years to come. Yeah, look, Barry. I think once you catch the bug, you can't get rid of it. Look, I hopefully now the the success success will continue, and we'll um we we'll keep bringing the the good quality dogs through the door and. You never know. We might we might pop up with a classic winner. Exactly. Um. You know, t- twenty years of age, and um. You know, already, uh, bringing through some some great uh, dogs. So the the future um is very bright. Um. Indeed, Daniel. Before we finish up, I think we've covered you know a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? Ah uh, no, that's kind of really very. Just look. Hopefully, for the future, we'll we'll keep we'll keep doing what we're doing and keep learning along the way. As I said, there. I'd be up with Robbie the odd weekend and even what you learn off people like that is just bits of help along the way just 
to, to guide you, you know. Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly is a, a big help when you're surrounding yourself, you know, with with good dogs and you know fantastic trainers. It can only uh, bode well for the future. Look, it was great catching up with you on the podcast, and uh, the best of luck with your your work down in Tralee, and um, we'll be keeping you close eye on all them talented grounds uh, in your kennels for for the months ahead. And uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No bother. Thanks for having me, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.